Hello, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jeff. This is your easy listening Valentine's Day show. We're going to be taking uh, some special calls and giving out love advice. We're here to spread the love to all the gamers out there, all you sexy mofos. I really hope that Mitch is laying in some easy listening music over this. Mitch isn't here, Mm -hmm. so we're just going to deliver this to him (laughs) as it is, and hopefully he takes the ball. Hopefully he'll be properly horrified. It'll probably be some Barry White mixed with dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, instead of like putting easy, he just does like a dub drop. Yeah, because it's games. (laughs) I bet it exists. I'm Googling it now. I really couldn't let that go on much longer. I... I was like, I don't think I can do a sexy voice, but maybe it just is, you know? Oh, that's Nom- what you'd like to believe, huh? Nah, mean. Nah, you mean. <laughs> I was, that was Will Smith talk. Um, okay, so today's Valentine's Day, so we're going to play sort of a game. Um, game of love. A game of love. <laughs> um, related to that, but first we're going to talk a little bit about some news starting up. We are beardless and Canadianless. America. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just us three rolling. Uh, <laughs> I almost made a menage a trois joke because of. Uh, <laughs> Th- thanks, <laughs> because for so, thanks for that. Thanks for that, Because it's uh, Valentine's Day. And you I, know resi- what? Just... I resign podcast. Oh. Well, I'm all in. <laughs> all right. So it's going to be a menage a trois between the two of you. <laughs> That's right. And one lucky listener. <laughs> We're taking your calls now. <laughs> yeah. We'll just wait. Everyone just look wait. under your keyboard. If you've got a special Reddit invitation, then you get to come <laughs> to some... Never mind. Stop. I like, that, was a, that, was a, that was a well-placed pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is already... Man, this is, this is deteriorated very quickly. Not the stabling influence it's of the, it, it's, the game, it's the Gamer Sushi way. Yeah, no, his quiet presence just sort of like... Just knowing that he agrees with everything we say helps a lot. Envelops us. In, we in... should just make this really uncomfortable for him to edit. Yeah. <laughs> it should just get weirder and weirder from here. This should have been a drunk cast. Oh. <laughs> I'm love drunk, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's a real shame. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. What's a shame? Tell us what, what a shame Well, is. okay. I'll just say it. It's, um... It's a real shame that we kind of fell off the podcast a few times because then the love podcast could have landed on episode 69. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just would have made it all kinds of uncomfortable. Oh, man. It would have been the most relaxing cast ever. We should just release this as episode 69 and and say (laughs) that the others were just lost time. Yeah. Or just... or. (laughs) <laughs> this is jump ahead. That's 62 through 68 and then skip it and then 70. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 60, this is podcast 61, but we owe you eight. <laughs> we probably do. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure eight. we skipped it more than eight times. So really this oh, is podcast yeah. like 77. Um, Remember when we did a thing where we tried to guess how many podcasts we would be have by like the end of a year or something like that? Uh, we need to go back and find that cast. <laughs> And figure out what it was, because we're all off, I guarantee you. We need to figure out when the next drunk cast is going to be. Uh, 75. Eh, that's a long way away, though. 69. Yeah. That's going to be 69. <laughs> Let's just do 69. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Success. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. So, now that we've uh, <laughs> gone off on that tangent. Now we made uh, everybody turn off their iPods. Yeah. A little bit of... Uh, little bit of 
gaming news and stuff, but first, congrats to Anthony for his IGN article. Thank you. Thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, that was except actually... for that one guy who thought it should be deleted. Cause... Except for that several... <laughs> the one guy guys. who thought it should be wiped off uh, the face of the, the internet. Yeah, I contacted Correct. Google about that, but they said that that's not just possible, so... Yeah. I really wanted to take it down, but they wouldn't just, me. So I, I tried, man. I tried. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that was very constructive criticism. Yeah. <laughs> I like the... What's funny is, like, I really felt like one of the big journalists because I kept saying, I, all, my comment that I most wanted to say was, uh, you didn't read the whole article. Because, like, there were multiple times where I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but you didn't read the article. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, there were things you're saying that I purposely went out of my way to address. In it, you didn't read it. I feel like I work for Kotaku now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the funny thing, like, there seemed to be a theme where a lot of, like, on Reddit and even in some of the comments we got, where they're like, well, you know, I'm looking at this list and they're all good games, so they should have gotten, you know, getting nines makes sense to me. Like, yeah, and that's what, like, and that that's wasn't not our, the point. And like yeah. in their heads, nine is the bar Norm. for a good game. Right. right. Which yeah, was right. what the whole article was about. <laughs> like the yeah. game just boots up at a nine. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. I, I don't know why that's so hard to understand the concept of, okay, we understand, should... like, we understand there's, there's this collection of, of good games. Why not like really give good us, games? Yeah, why not give us variation within that continuum yes. so you can know like, all right, Uncharted Two is better than you know yeah. this other game over here, despite the fact that IGN probably gave all of them nines. I mean, it's just also pointless. someone else brought up a point that you know when you uh, someone else brought up a really good point that part of the problem is that as you grade through a generation, you either need to go back and scale your grades or you need to grade knowing that games will get better as the generation goes. You either need to be willing to grade lower as it starts, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or you need to change your grades retroactively because that was the thing. It's like if you call, you know, if you call Mass Effect 1 a 9.5, well, Mass Effect 2 is way better, so what's left? Right, exactly. Well, now it's a 10. Um, yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing is like you're not leaving yourself much breathing room um, when if the first game in a franchise is a nine or so or like the first batch of launch titles you're giving out nines, you know, right? Uh, so yeah, and my whole point was none that none of these games. I'm not saying anything was undeserving, although Twisted Metal was whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a guy who was like, yeah, Twisted Metal. That's a piece. Yeah, of he's trash. like, in what dimension should that be a nine? <laughs> that was my favorite comment, but. Just their description, like it's not hard for them to just change their description of what a yes. nine is, and that's what I was saying they should do. And yeah. you know, I uh, just okay. Like if if you read the article and you didn't get that, then I failed miserably, or you lack reading comprehension. Yeah. So, um, so but, but yeah, it was that was it was pretty cool. Um, we don't oh, no, really share stats a lot on the site, but that brought around ten thousand visitors that day, uh, which was kind of neat. Um, but it's funny. We were talking about this earlier. Every time we get like a a huge rush of visitors, new, we, all, you know, and this was on Reddit too, where people are like, you see some griping and stuff like that, and it's all fine. We kind of we're you can yeah, kind of deal with it. But it's just funny. It's just a reminder of like, oh, we're really happy that we have our small tight knit community <laughs> sometimes because um, these guys are really pleasant and fun to talk to more right. so than. The throngs of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the funny thing is that like we moderate all the comments that show up, and I can't remember the last time where we had to, 
like turn somebody down for what like nobody posts anything offensive <laughs> yeah everyone's just pretty chill for the most part you know <laughs> i don't remember the last time we've had to like w- like warn somebody <laughs> you know be like yeah it's been out. quite a while i think the person that we had to tell the most i don't think posts anymore so yeah so anyway uh so congrats to anthony for that um some other stuff going on around the site we are going to be doing a team fortress 2 community night this weekend but by the time you're listening to this hopefully we'll have already had it so good game guys yeah (laughs) i won (laughs) good game um and some other stuff going on we we need a better way of advertising this kind of stuff on the site and right now i'm looking at it and i still have that we're playing sleeping dogs live which i'm going to change right now (laughs) uh I'm going to change that right this second, but um, we, me and Anthony started doing a playthrough of Final Fantasy VII where Anthony's kind of providing some his Final Fantasy knowledge, um, and I'm providing my fanboy Final Fantasy VII knowledge, and we're both kind of just playing through Final Fantasy VII and streaming that on Twitch. Um, we did that last night. It was a lot of fun. We had a really great time. Like I love Final Fantasy. I can watch somebody play, and the fact that I get to... Uh, do it with Eddie, who loves Final Fantasy VII as I do, and um, you know, just we've played it so many times that we can laugh at this the stupid things and marvel at the great things that it does. It was just it was a really good time. It's a fun way to reminisce about a game we love. Yeah. So, uh, well, hopefully, we need to find a better way to advertise that. I think with that one, that's going to be a pretty long, ongoing series. So it'll be, and since yeah. it's just me and you, I figure we can probably come up with some good times that we'll stream it and we can kind of let people know. But yeah. I think that'll be fun uh, going on. So, anyway, those are things going around on the site. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about gaming news now. Um, I guess the big thing this week, well, there's a couple of big things this week. Um, clearly not big enough for Mitch to devote a whole post to. Yeah, new consoles. No, this is what I like about the schedule. Sorry, I feel like I'm just like like stroking ourselves here, but <laughs> this is what I like about this. Well, this is the podcast for it, Daddy-O. <laughs> That's true. This is the right. This is the love cast. The, so this is the, love. Self, the self-love portion the of the cast. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I, I want Mitch to play like a little like soft jazz riff every time I said the mood for love. Yeah. And now that that's done, I hope, uh, Mitch, I hope you do this. If you don't, you're fired. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but like, uh, like Batman, like okay, there was a new Batman game, uh, not technically announced. I mean, it was uh, one of the Warner Brothers executives said it during uh, an earnings That's, call. Yeah. So it's not technically an announcement, but I got so irritated. I think you tweeted about this, Anthony. I got so irritated because it's like every single game site is like um, Arkham City, Arkham City, Arkham City, Arkham City, like at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the things I like about the schedule. Take a few days to digest it and then do a little post about yeah, they're it. They're all and trying to be the first, but they were all doing it at the exact same time. And when you, you know, when you just go to your different like websites, like when you get home from work, maybe you check it out. It, it do, it's not that offensive, but when you're looking on Twitter and you see them all doing it at the same time, it's like you guys suck. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. This is supposed to be the love cast. So That's right. No, no. But you know what? You suck in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So new Batman game um, coming out. There's not much known for it other that it sounds like um perhaps rocksteady might not be the, yeah that rocksteady might not be involved huh which See, is i hadn't worrisome. heard that because I, th- I thought it was like understood that there was going to be another batman game because the first two were so successful you know mm-hmm. like i mean i i guess like obviously the implication of of uh the second one was that they'd probably find a different villain uh, in future batman games yeah 
Uh, yeah, and there was talk of them going to the Silver Age, which might be cool if they do it right, but I really love the Arkham world so much. I want maybe one more game there. Yeah, so I that's, feel like that's, they that's nailed cool. it with City, and yeah. I just want that, ne- you know, that next level. I want the third game that's a bloated mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you, where, that's where people are confused, because it's either Rockstar is do, or Rocksteady is doing this, um, they're doing the Silver Age game, or they're not involved with this one, if it is like a legit Arkham City sequel. Right. Um, so people aren't really sure kind of what's going on. But um, it says Arkham Asylum scribe Paul Dini will not be returning. Yes. So the guy that, yeah. I remember that, he had said that, that wrote like, the first before, two is not going to be there. Which that was is also, so involved with animated series, you know. Which is also worrisome. Yes. Um, so that's pretty much all that's known about the game. I'll be curious to hear more about it. If Rockstar, Rocksteady, I keep calling him Rockstar, Rocksteady's not involved, I'll be pretty disappointed. That would seem like a very strange move um, after their success. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the only, like, one possibility would be if they have an original uh, IP that they're working on instead, you know? Mm-hmm. Or they're just doing a Superman game. Yeah. <laughs> So, talking about original IPs doing instead, that actually leads us to the Aliens Colonial Marines stuff. Um, so, after six years of development, Aliens Colonial Marines finally released, and it is terrible, according to the reviews. I'm going to give everybody a quick pro tip. All right, this because I love you guys, and I want you to do well without being negative. If Gearbox takes a game that was in development hell and then <laughs> takes it over and releases it, as they did with Duke Nukem and Aliens Colonial Marines, don't buy it. Don't buy, don't pre-order it. Don't buy it. Don't play it. Just we, you've been burned twice. What more do you need? <laughs> That's probably pretty it's, fair. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It sounds like because um, a guy did a thread on yeah, Mitch put this in the article too. Um, one of the guys did an anonymous thread on Reddit, and it basically sounds like that Gearbox was in. Uh, they were contractually obligated to Sega to put this game out by a certain time. And then they started really ramping up stuff on Borderlands and Borderlands 2. And then it just kind of fell to the wayside. And then it was kind of like, I mean, this still sounds like bad management. It sounds like their fault. But um, it basically hit a point where it was like, we have to finish this game by a certain time or Sega is going to sue us. And then they just outsourced it to like three different studios. None of whom did a good job. (laughs) Yeah. Although apparently the the single player was the part that was like the most atrociously like I, I nobody really has talked about the multiplayer or anything. I heard like the multi is right. okay, you know. Because I mean that's yeah. the thing. It's like the single player was done by one studio, the multi was done by another, and the DLC was done by a third. Done by was done by a third. Because because yeah. anybody's gonna buy the DLC, of course. Yeah. Can I um, I don't know. I I don't know if you guys have heard, but they bring back some uh, at least one character from. Yes, uh, the things has been dead. Have you heard which one it is? I don't know who it is. I'm guessing it's Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, because I was thinking, oh, it might be Hudson. You could explain that away. You know what I mean? Like maybe they rescue him when he's being like cocooned or something like that. But when I heard it was Hicks, I was just like, fuck you guys. I've heard that Hicks literally hand waves away the explanation. Like yeah. literally. He's like, it's a long story. He says it's a long story, Jeff. And then he waves his hands. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Literal hand waving, uh, which yeah, is pretty funny. Yeah. Well, and then and then all, the, all, the, all the footage of the aliens just sort of like walking around, not yeah. really, it up, not not really like threatening you in any way. I saw somebody say that that like it's possible to make it through levels without even shooting anything because nothing attacks you. Yes. Yeah, there was yeah. a video I saw on EGM where a guy just ran through a level on the super hard mode without sh- firing a single shot. 
because nothing attacks you. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, how could you miss something like that? That your enemies aren't aggressive enough. <laughs> who who do you think? Let's let's make this positive. Yes. Who would yeah. make an amazing aliens game? Oh man. See that's I, I mean, say okay. Bungie, but that's because Bungie essentially did I would it, say sort Visceral of. because of Dead Space. <laughs> okay, yeah. I could see Visceral. This, but that's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I think we're thinking of those guys because Bungie made an Aliens game. They made an Alien. They they were inspired by Aliens, yeah, yeah. the movie, and, and, and made and Halo. Absolutely, Visceral, you know? yeah. like Dead Space, is totally inspired oh, yeah. by Aliens. So yeah. that's why we're thinking of them. I'm glad that, that in both cases they made their own. You know. Yes. Oh yeah, for IP. sure. Like I, I don't know. I, I love the Aliens movies, but that's the thing. Like, I kind of feel like it's it's the situation where so many video games have been made about Marines shooting aliens. That it's Space kind of, Marines. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, like, it, it's kind of well tread, you know, well trod material. There's not yeah. really that much you can do with it, it and I, I don't know. You'd have to come up with a pretty original approach to Aliens, like to to that mythology, and even Ridley Scott can't can't seem to do that anymore. So, oh God, <laughs> no positive love. No, guys. Yep, no, we're in the mood. You know what uh, I loved about Prometheus was the fact that it ended. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, but so that I mean that's the thing. Like I I love Alien, I love Aliens. Um, I I think it's time to let that IP lay fallow. Die. <laughs> it, well, it lay fallow in video games. I I don't think. Someone has like I would love to see someone take an original approach to it. Maybe action shooters are not the right genre. Can you imagine I, like a Walking Dead style? Like if Telltale did like an Aliens oh, game? Shit. Oh, okay, oh my that's god! It. I oh my vote god! For Tell- oh my god! Okay. I love it! I love it! I love it! I vote for Telltale to do an Aliens yes, game. Yes, me too. That, yeah, because that's the thing. Th- think Aliens in a different genre. Because I think that's yeah. really the problem is that people assume that Aliens has to be a first person shooter. Well, that's something I wrote in the in the Walking Dead review. Like, you wouldn't expect a a game about zombies to be not a shooter, right? You know, and so that's one of the, it's, I think that's one of the things that it's surprising, but it works so well, and it actually manages to be scary at a few points too. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you did like an alien story that Telltale did, like that would be so cool. You know, like if you like imagine a tight knit group of characters stuck on like a space station or something. And then the alien starts killing people you love, and you've got to make choices, you know? Right. How cool would that be? That would be awesome. I think we just answered our question right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's done. Like, God, I'm like seeing them. the way the game would look in my head, too. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about like that walk, the yeah. engine that they use for Walking Dead and seeing like all the space stuff and, like, you know. Man. I mean, and also, like, think about it. Like, you could even let them play in the Prometheus world, because honestly. Like, a lot of people say um, Walking Dead the game is a lot more interesting than a lot of the, the TV series. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. the source material doesn't even necessarily have to be strong. I think um, Telltale could, you know, if they take that same approach and those same writers, that same caliber of writing to the source material, they could come up with something good. You it's know? interesting that the Jurassic Park game and the Walking Dead game came out so soon. I guess maybe different teams yeah. that Telltale might have been working on it, but I remember when Jurassic Park came out and it was bad. I had no expectations for The Walking right. Dead. And Jurassic Park, like Jurassic Park landed with a thud and 
I want to say Back to the Future got a little bit better reception, but Jurassic Park. Back to the Future was okay. Yeah, I played it. I played the the first episode. Jurassic Park was the one that was like delayed. They were giving like refunds of, you know, like because they delayed it and they just were going to like, well, we're going to go back and rethink everything. And it looked like the whole company was in trouble at that point. Mm -hmm. And then The Walking Dead came out and like, look at them. They're on top of the world now. So, yeah, I think an alien just, yeah, that'd be great. It's like. Ripley will remember what you said. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna write a feature about this. Like, <laughs> please do. Like this weekend, hopefully before the cast comes out, I'm gonna write a feature about it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna nominate Telltale to do an Aliens game. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many different ways you could do it. You could set it up in your own world. You could even have, you know, you could do Alien Three. Why would you? But you could and be one of the prisoners or something like that. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, there's I'd so say just many- set up a whole new group of people on a different planet. Just do something crazy with it. You know? Yeah. And you can have like the you know, like Kenny would like a douchey Kenny character would be like the Paul Reiser. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd still be from Florida, and Mitch would still love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that'd be awesome. Bazinga. All right, well, we can just we can just call that a cast. Guys. Yeah, like we just, we just solved it. one of the major problems <laughs> of video games right there. But yeah, um, the 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 next little thing. I mean, there's the Bungie thing, but there's nothing really to announce yet. Um, there's an Bungie, announcement of an announcement. Yes, Bungie has basically said that Destiny. They're they showed it off to journalists in the last couple of days. So expect uh, to see everybody post at the same time. Yep, and so they're going to do their official reveal on the seventeenth, uh, which is. Is that going to be during the weekend, or is that going to be on Monday? Uh, Sunday. Su- that's brain hurdy. Sunday. Um, Sunday? Yep. That's a weird that's day. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, that is a weird day. Um, so they're going to do that on Sunday. I'm pretty interested in what they're going to show, but it's only speculation at this point. But the other big thing was the PlayStation 4 um, controller stuff that people were talking about today that may or may not be uh, legit. Um and I, mean, I guess lo- the big PlayStation announcement is next Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. So, so which, yeah, I, I feel like... Which the, is cool because like, uh, like, at least I'll be off of work so I can actually <laughs> watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel like the, the PS4 stuff we've heard has sounded pretty legit. And I think we, <laughs> we actually finally have started to hear some more legit sounding Xbox rumors. Like, up until just recently, the rumors that we were hearing were very fanciful to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and and like some of the specs are finally starting to come out, like it's it's turning into a real thing. Um, I I I think it's it's probably likely that that controller is at least a prototype. You know. Yeah, the controller is interesting. We'll put a link. Well, we're just gonna make Mitch find a link for it and mm-hmm. dump it. Go for it, Mitch. It um, will be on um, a story that I am posting tomorrow. Okay, cool. Um, and it basically has like a little touch panel on it, similar to the the Vitas, right? Yeah. Um, right. yeah, the uh, the the one that's on the back, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be the same kind of idea where... Here's... Sorry, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I don't like the idea of having to, like, coordinate between uh, buttons and sticks and, and a touch panel. That just sounds complicated. But, you know, maybe maybe there's a way to do it that's not... I, I just kind of feel like the, the PlayStation controller's previous experiments with funky controls, like, what was it, where you had to turn the uh, controller... Like in Uncharted One, when you're walking on a log and he has to balance by like turning the controller back and forth, that was their idea of of motion controls back in the day. I'm skeptical <laughs> about the the utility of a touchpad on a controller. Yeah, you know what what I was thinking of um, 
was, you know, you've got the, the Wii U's giant screen with the controller. And then I was looking at the little, you know, touch thing that they have on the um, alleged prototype for the PlayStation 4. Why don't they just, we've all seemed to agree that the size of an iPhone screen is pretty good. Why don't you just put a screen that big on your controller? You know what I mean? Instead of doing the giant one like the Wii U did. Uh, well, the, the the thing about the iPhone screen, like the reason that works is because it is the entire device. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it's it's <laughs> there's there's nothing extraneous, and so to do both is the problem. It's it's where you try and have an iPhone screen and the grips and the buttons and analog right, sticks. Right, but, but that's what the Wii U controller does. So what I was saying is like right. as a um, it's like a compromise. Just do a, a screen the size of more of the iPhone as opposed to an iPad and still a controller. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I still think they're all silly, but if you're going to right. do that, it makes sense to do a smaller screen that instead of a, a big giant one like the Nintendo did. Yeah. I just don't. I don't see the point of it like at all. I don't see what it adds. Like, yeah. what can your touch panel do that a button, like the touch panel that small, you're just gonna push it. You know what I mean? Like, it's so small, you're not doing anything with it but pushing it. So, what is it doing that a button is not already yeah. achieving? I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I, th- I think it's that the problem is that they are trying to implement things that work really well in the mobile space. Yes. But not so well on <laughs> a console's controller. God, you know they're going to spend like 30 minutes talking about that stupid touch panel at E3 or at next week or wherever. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to be like, this is a revolutionary new touch panel. And they're going to spend 20 minutes showing you all the stupid things you won't be doing in three years because everyone's ditched it. The same with <laughs> the tilting stuff that everyone ditched in the PS3. Yeah, I can't even remember what the tilting is called. Six axis. Six axis. Yeah. No one does that crap anymore. <laughs> oh, it, it was gone. Like, you, you have to get ancient PS3 games to get it. Like Uncharted, the first Uncharted? Yeah, Uncharted <laughs> and, like, uh, the there one with the red-haired girl. Killzone 2 did one, too, Heavenly well. Sword. Heavenly, Heavenly Sword. Sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Killzone 2 did them, too, where you'd, like, turn a valve by, like, turning mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the thing. Oh, so. a funny tidbit about uh, Heavenly Sword, the actress that voices the main character is olivia on fringe oh really yep huh what's yep. her name russian sounding anna korv yeah yeah torv torv she's, 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 she's australian Sorry. Torv. i almost almost said almost said korg i was like so she's just an electronic keyboard <laughs> so nice 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 yeah uh, so that is that is the other big thing is the ps4 stuff yeah I'm glad. Like, I'm glad we're gonna start hearing some. Honestly, I think it's gonna be great to finally start getting some concrete, non-bullshit information, so that we, they can stop like speculating. Because the speculating oh, is driving me crazy. Well, the yes. speculating will. They'll they'll have concrete stuff to speculate about after the announcement. <laughs> okay, well, let's use this as a jumping-off point to start our little love game. Let's play a right. love game, as right. Lady Gaga would say. We're just gonna go ahead and call. It. We're gonna call it the Menage a Trois. That's what we're gonna call this segment. Of the podcast. Bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow. Let's use that as a jumping off point. Uh, things that we love about video games slash the video game industry. So I want to say I actually love new consoles. Like <laughs> as much as I gripe about it and say I don't want one, I'm not going to buy one right now. I A part of me, maybe it's like old gamer Eddie, but a part of me gets like really nostalgic and really giddy about the E3 where everyone announces new machines. Right. Because you've gone to like midnight launches more than once, right? Yeah. For the Wii yeah. and for the PlayStation 2 and for what else? Mm-hmm. 
No, th- it was those were the two. Okay, okay. I thought you yeah. had gone to more. Um, no. See, I never. Two. So, so I never did like a midnight launch. But, uh, um, what was it? When I was a kid, the grocery store had a drawing for a Super Nintendo, and my mom stuffed the box. <laughs> with with like entries so that we would shut the hell up about getting a Super Nintendo and we actually won. <laughs> oh, you won? Yeah, we won. That's we won awesome. a Super Nintendo. So That's awesome. Or I think it was a maybe it was the the regular Nintendo. And either way, like Nintendo. I, yeah. At at one point in my life that was that was the most exciting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I kind of missed the boat on like, you know, midnight launches. I did I was a little bit excited about the the Wii uh when I was tracking it down, I <clears throat> signed up for all these sites that would like tell you um, like the stock levels at, at local places and give you notifications of like where you mm-hmm. could go and get it. Because when I bought a Wii, it was still like you had to be there when they brought out the stock. And like I remember when I went to buy it at Target, there was a guy behind me who was buying them clearly to sell on eBay. Um, <sighs> so, you know, it was yeah, it was back then when it was still a big, big damn deal. So I can kind of understand where where you're, you know, it, it's definitely captured. I like my that big excitement. dealness. It's yeah, like it's such like, a it's such a landmark event, and it's mm-hmm. neat that it's like this is so so cheesy. It's like the Berlin Wall coming down between generations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I, I get so I nerd out over it. Like so yeah, hard. I don't get nearly as excited as Eddie does, and I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, like I'm just because I'm not going to buy one. New. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm really yeah. excited that it's happening. Kind of, it's it's neat. Um, yeah. Um, and not even in like a fanboy way of like, oh, one's going to be better than the other. You know what I mean? Like, because one's going to come out of the gate and probably be better than the other, mm-hmm. um, only because of its lineup. Right. You know. Well, but, but we've yeah, kind of seen how things have shifted over this generation multiple times. Right. They've changed, changed yeah. hands. This has been a crazy generation. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I, interesting. I, this generation has come down to being about services. I think. So I'm curious what next generation is going to come down to. Mm-hmm. It's finally going to be the entertainment hub thing. Like it's it's yeah, finally real. Yeah, everyone's well, Microsoft been talking re- about yeah, that. Microsoft is really pushing entertainment more hub. so than the games. Yeah. They I'm, are pushing. Uh, yeah, that. I'm wondering if Microsoft's just going to lose it this generation. <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen more and more like pieces arguing that the price of uh, Xbox Live Gold is not really justifying itself in comparison mm-hmm. to, to PlayStation Plus, which I would yeah. I actually really love PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I actually agree with that because I don't play as many games online on Xbox uh, as I uh, probably should. Um, but the games that come in for free, you know, free-ish on right. PlayStation Plus, um, there's some really great games. And yeah. I, I sort of like, I wish I could make more time to play them and experience them. I mean, The I've, only reason I've, I don't pay for PlayStation Plus is because I already play, pay for Xbox Live. That's See, the only I, reason I haven't done it. I have to wonder if I could, like, I, I think I've already renewed live for another year or so, because it's mm-hmm. the kind of thing where, like, it comes up and it's like seventy bucks a year, and I'm like, all right, you know, that that's yeah. that's easy money for me to spend and forget about. Um, but I have to wonder, like, if it comes up next time, if I actually will renew it. Um, yeah, mine does in January, so I really I'm stuck with it for now. Yeah, um, I need to. I, I'm pretty we'll sure see. I just renewed it like two or three months ago. Mine, yeah. yeah, mine thing comes up at the end of this month, and it'll probably be the last time I renew it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, like, I mean, it probably should be. I don't know what else. Yeah, you know, will be I mean, unless I go crazy on Gears of War Judgment, which I, yeah. Well, don't and, really and I mean, that's the thing. If there's a game that comes up that you really want to play the multiplayer, you could join Gold for a month if you know if you insist. Yeah, that's true. I mean, can we? Okay, I'm going to go back to midnight launches for a second. Okay. 
because I love Hello. midnight launches. <laughs> <laughs> because I also love midnight launches. I've never I mean, been to a midnight launch of a console. I hate them, but I love them. I love midnight launches for games. Uh, but what's funny to me about the midnight launch is that it's become such a big deal, especially for console releases. It's become such a big deal, like a bigger deal than it used to be. It's weird because it's one of those things that feels archaic because mm. it's like, by now, we shouldn't have to deal with going places to get the things we want. But, <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, if you think it, about it, like with the Harry Potter books, yeah, people still yeah. did midnight launches for those. But you could also order it from Amazon, and they would have it delivered on your doorstep at like yes. nine in the morning. Yeah, some people like the uh, the, com- the you know, companionship. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. yeah the camaraderie of all that. Oh, we're all in this together. Me, I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate that. I hate this is the seeing love you cast, people. Man. This is the love you're right. Cast. You're right. You're right. I love staying at home and having it <laughs> delivered to me. Um, now, if I was with my friends, the people that I care the most about, like you guys then it would be fun like if we all went to a midnight lunch together that would be awesome but if i'm like (laughs) going with like one other guy you know who's not really that into it or if i'm going by myself it's the worst yeah i just imagined us like if if we could uh form like voltron and and go to a midnight lunch and do a podcast you know how cool that would be that would be awesome like i said i when the wii u launched i almost went to like the lines of people with like, my iphone just like taping and just going to interview them you know just like why are you here please explain <laughs> to me why you want to buy this thing um but i didn't because love I cast just, man love, love cast <laughs> i i loved that idea <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are some other things that we love about video games i'll tell you and this right is now. to today i love new games like announcements of games that i'm excited about like um like franchises um, like today, Nintendo announced a bunch of like new 3DS games uh, or whatever, and they're all of franchises that I love that I haven't had an entry in, in quite some time. Like the Mario and Luigi games, that's a franchise I love. Mario Golf, I love the Mario Golf series. So when they announce stuff like that, I just, Nintendo like, knows how to do that well. Yeah, they they because they, they really they, do. They did so many, and they even got me like I played the first Animal Crossing for the GameCube, and I liked it a lot. But I haven't played another one since and never been interested in it. But now they announced one for the DS and it's coming out this summer. And I'm like, oh, that kind of looks good. Like, you know, you get it gets contagious where all of a sudden you're like, I have to clear my backlog because I have to play all these new games. You know, I love that. You know, it's interesting. As much as I don't play, uh, I haven't played Nintendo systems for a little bit. I love Nintendo franchises. And it's interesting. Like, will anyone else be able to beat the kind of franchise hold that Nintendo has? Like... Like with Microsoft, like like there there there's if you did like a Venn diagram of like Halo people and Gears of War people, there's some overlap there, but generally there's not always overlap with that kind of crowd. But like the, Nintendo doesn't have to deal with that. Nintendo has all these like these franchises with this like crazy longevity that all they got to do is just pull them out a little bit, and then they you know, and then you have a bunch of happy Nintendo fans. Yeah, because you know it's I mean? all like, based on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And it Microsoft really long. They have very long legs. Yeah, <laughs> extremely. And and Microsoft and Sony to a degree have that with some of their franchises, but like Not I don't really know. I just don't have the same level. It just know? doesn't. You know, seeing Master Chief doesn't evoke the same warm fuzzy feeling as seeing Mario. Yeah. You know, or or Zelda. You know, so, you just so see that, <sighs> I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm a little burnt out on the Super Mario Galaxy stuff. Well, bro, it's the love cast. I, but, but. <laughs> Wait, you mean Mario Galaxy or New Super Mario Bros.? I, no. I, I, well, so I'm a little burnt out on Mario games that are super difficult because that just makes me angry. 
But I would love a, a new <laughs> Fantastic Zelda game. Like that's I would too. That's the thing. Like I loved uh, Twilight Princess. That was one of the, the main first games that I got with the Wii. Um, and I I missed that that you know gaming experience. I haven't had that in a while. I mean I I loved uh, Super Mario Galaxy too. Like the the first game, it was just that the the second game was so intense. I respected what they were doing. I mean I think it's awesome that they're willing to take those core franchises and make them like you know people can say that we wasn't catering to hardcore gamers but super mario galaxy 2 is one of the most hardcore games i've ever played like oh no yeah there was there was the occasional hardcore game uh without a doubt and that was one of them for sure um and i mean it was like the lost levels of mario galaxy right right and i never played a new super mario brothers but i heard that was equally ridiculous so i mean it's it's interesting that that's sort of the way they took the Mario games was to make them like the super difficult, super hardcore stuff. Um, yeah. I, New Super Mario Brothers uh, was actually uh, it was it had moments, but it was it was pretty easy. Really, uh, I thought I, I had heard it was pretty. Tough. Oh snap! Anthony threw I, down the gauntlet on Jeff. I don't know. I mean, I never played it. I never played it. So I, I yeah, just um, hug it out, guys. Hug it out. Love I love beating guys. the last the last level and the last boss on the first try <laughs> without dying once. So maybe uh, I, I heard it incorrectly. Yeah, I can understand how it, if you, maybe if you played it with if you played it by yourself, it's easy. If you played it with three or four other people and they're all trolling some, you, you it, yeah, if you played it with some trolls, then maybe it was that, the hardest yeah, thing. Maybe in that's the world, what yeah. I, I had read. Maybe. It's and if you played it like that and you're actually trying to beat the game, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just for okay, let's all have a good time, pretend we don't care about. That's why I couldn't do it because I actually care about my progress in a Mario game. So, um, but yeah, I, I just I love new games. So, so you brought up Backlog. Um, that actually... I don't uh, love those. Well, so I was talking to Eddie about this earlier today. Something that I realized was that I kind of... I, I think I love digital games because they make me treat my backlog differently. And here's why. You can ignore it. Uh, I can ignore it. Uh, it. Like, so, for example, I was looking at uh, the trade-in value for Resident Evil 6. <laughs> this is pretty funny. And it is $3. <laughs> and I haven't touched that game since the, you know the day it arrived and I played it for like an hour or two and I was sad. I mean, it, like that's the thing. Like I played it. I didn't think it was horrible. I just have not been interested in playing it again. And now it is worth no money. But if I had bought that game on uh, steam or, or, you know, online somewhere, wouldn't bother you at all. Cause you know, you can't do anything with it. Right. Right. Well, like that's the thing. It's almost freeing in a way yeah. to not be able to trade digital games in because you you paid for it you you know and that's all it is and if it's it like t- having a book on a shelf that you haven't read right right you know? i mean that's the thing like i i take used books and i sell them to used bookstores but it's never to get money it's just yes. to get them off my shelf <laughs> <laughs> it's and, to get more books yeah yeah it, like so i'll go and i'll take a bag of like 20 books and i'll they'll give me five dollars and i'll get one book <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's a win in my you know as far as i i consider it that's a win so it, it like that's the thing i was thinking about like in my steam collection i have i think at last count it's something like 80 games or something ridiculous um but they're not stressing me out uh you know i feel guiltier about not having finished you know final fantasy 13 and 13 2 or red dead redemption because those have been sitting on my shelves you know since they came out so 
I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I'm starting to think that, like, digital games are... I'm still hesitant to pay $60 for the digital game. Yes. Like, that's still a tough call for me. But, I haven't done that yet, but I will when SimCity comes out. Yeah, well, so... so Nick I think that bu- was even only, like, 50 yeah, I want to say right. what I paid for it. So, well, yeah, I mean, that, I was okay with that. Yeah, I, I was willing to pay 30 bucks for... I bought Dishonored for 30 That was no big deal. Um, I'm considering buying the new Tomb Raider game because it's on sale for 45 and 45 isn't too bad. So, yeah, you know, like maybe there is a game that would make me consider spending that full 60 bucks. Bioshock Infinite might be that game. I kind of like before I, I, I drop money on the PC version, I want to see because I know that Bioshock 2 was mouse and keyboard only. And so that will be a consideration, you know, like that's the thing. I feel like if that game is great, I'm probably not going to be in any rush to trade it in either. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. Yeah, there's certain games that like that completely like negate that discussion. Mm-hmm. Like I'm guessing Nino Kuni isn't even going to enter it one because you, I can't beat it in any, any feasible amount of time right. that would allow me to get decent trade in value for it. But two, I'm probably just going to love it and want to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what um, um, I beat. Like I, I said in your pixel count poll. Um, I started playing XCOM. I got about halfway through it. I was like, okay, let me try the other games I got for Christmas because I love this game. I'm not trading this in. Right, so yeah. then I went and beat Far Cry and Dishonored and traded those in, went back to XCOM. And then after I beat XCOM, I just jumped on Amazon just to see, and it was like $7, and I'm like, no, I'm keeping you. Right. <laughs> yeah. For se- if it had been like 25 or 30 I might have thought about it. Yeah. Like I would have hesitated, but $7, I was not even, nope, you're staying with me. Well, you and know? what I'm starting to, like, so GameStop will actually... Uh, put your trade-in dollars towards Steam wallet codes, so which that's pretty cool. Yeah, right? and and that's the thing. Like if there if you could buy Steam wallet codes on Amazon, I would I would do it with Amazon instead because they give much better uh, trade-in value. But yeah, I could totally actually see myself walking into GameStop next time I have games to trade in just because I'm considering move like especially with the system that that Nick is building for me or has built for me. Um, you know, I might be more and more willing to to buy those you know AAA games on on the PC first. So, and I mean the the truth is I'm gonna plug that computer into my HDTV. I I got a, an Xbox controller for Windows, so it's gonna be like playing a console game, but with really really nice graphics. So yeah, very cool. Okay, so what are some other things that we love about video games right now? I love that adventure games are back. I, th- I think yes. I was actually going to say something similar. I love that, um, because everyone always talks about story. You know what I mean? Like we're really going to tap into the emotions of this like grunting <laughs> guy that's killing everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. everyone says that, and like it never means anything. Um, but I love that. Like we've had a game like Heavy Rain, and um, which wasn't like an emotional story, but it was about the story. You know. Mm. Um, but then, like Walking Dead, you know, what I mean, like like a game that like really made me feel some feels. Um, like I I I love that we're at a point. Um, I mean, the, I said a point, making it sound like we couldn't have done it before because stories and games affected me a lot more in earlier generations than they do now. Right. Um, but I it's love re- return return. I love that that we're seeing a return to that. Um, and it's interesting. And I think. Uh, Cliff Blazinski, in the article I posted, he had a really cool thing when he was talking about... He was talking about horror games when he said this, but I feel this way about story-driven games. Um, 
and he because he was saying in the sixty dollar disc based market horror doesn't fly. It's the ultimate campaign rental. Um, and EA knows that. So he says when we're fully digital, we'll see more true horror games coming back. You know what I mean? Because people will take a few more risks and they won't charge as much. And, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff. Um, and more kind of almost like interactive movies or novels like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. And um, the upcoming Alien games. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, like, Aliens by Telltale. Well, and it also makes me think of what we're seeing a lot on Kickstarter um, I know Kickstarter is really probably burning some people out with how many things are coming up, but but part of this resurgence of adventure games is that franchises that were commercially dead <laughs> are finding mm-hmm. a new life through crowdfunding. Like, uh, there's a new Broken Sword game in development. Um, the developers of... Uh, uh, Dreamfall. Dreamfall. Uh, the Longest Journey, they're kickstarting something, which I'm actually kind of interested in that one. I, I actually... Yeah, that's one of the ones I've funded. Um, it's, I think I've it's, never even played that original game. It's sitting in my Steam library, but I've heard it's great. I've yeah, it's fantastic. well, that's the thing. I have, I have the first and second games because they yep. were on sale. I haven't really played them much yet, but I was just like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm all about this. But yeah, they are already... Uh, at seven hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars of their eight hundred fifty thousand dollar goal, and they have twenty-three days to go. So I think they're going to make it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's stuff like that. It's it's really cool, and I, I think that's a lot of the well, you know, the the uh, Double Fine game is an adventure game. A lot of yep. these big, like notable, crowdfunded games are these adventure games that uh, the industry uh, up until a couple years ago basically said were dead. You know? Yeah, I'm going to amend your thing because I love that they're coming back. But what I really love is that small, compact experiences are, are a thing now. Mm. You know, um, and that, that's that's my big hope. And it's one thing where where I think the PC shines. It's my big hope for for the console guys that they stop chasing the huge blockbuster. You know what I mean? They stop chasing like the 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 huge tentpole release. I mean, you can still have those, mm. uh, but I think that's part of what's in this generation because games have gotten so expensive that we've seen so many games start to look so similar and everything eventually turns into Call of Duty or Gears of War no matter what genre you've made a game in yes. <laughs> almost. Um, I would love this generation, I hope, because things are going more digital, I'd hope to see a shift away from that mm-hmm. in this generation. And and I love that these small, really tight experiences are becoming um, a thing. Yeah, love- yeah no, it's, and it's totally like a, a digital thing. You yes. know, like all, all of those, when, when I think of games that haven't overstayed their welcome, it's almost always digital games, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like Journey was perfect for the, the length. I mean, I, I feel like ultimately Journey didn't really stay with me as much as I thought it would, but yeah, same. You know, sitting and playing that, exp- that type of experience in an hour and a half, two hours, that was... For 15 bucks. Yeah, you absolutely know? ideal. Totally worth it. Um, yeah. And a lot of the games that I got, like PSN Plus stuff you know digital things uh download games that i might not have tried otherwise i beat a lot of games that way hotline miami was a game that looks like a super nintendo game and it was some of the most fun i had playing a game last year yeah and that that's again i paid five dollars for it it. (laughs) you know it's a nice compact experience it's you know it's probably actually only slightly longer than you would get for a super nintendo game because super nintendo games were like you know beat them in three hours Mm-hmm. Unless they were like Final Fantasy games, but you know, I re- like I remember when I was a kid, I I would do speed runs of Super Mario Brothers three in like three hours on a Sunday. That was just what I would do on a Sunday. 
Okay, I'm going to go opposite of this because something else I love about video games right now is that we can have huge, amazing, not necessarily huge, but we can have like these almost like fully realized worlds that like we can live in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like Skyrim like took my breath away when I was yeah. playing it for that reason. And I hear Nino Kuni's world is incredible and things like that. I love that we're at that place now. And it's not necessarily about size. It's about what you do with Right, like it's, it's not about size; like, it's what you do with it. <laughs> it's not the size; it's the motion in the ocean. Love you know I mean? like, like, Skyrim's world isn't overly huge, but it feels like a real place because of the details that they've weaved into it. And I like that we're there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they did a good job with all the, um, you know, making the characters have their business and their their unique personalities, and the world felt lived in. Because of that and and other things, a lot a lot more than Oblivion did. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even um like you're saying it's not even just about a big world or a big open world or whatever. It um a lot of it just can be like the atmosphere, um you know like uh Bioshock, you know Rapture, um, Arkham Asylum and and the Arkham City and and Dishonored. These are games that like almost like the minute they start, you can just sort of feel yourself like. Rapture, uh, Bioshock was the best because, like, as you were descending in the ocean down to Rapture, I mean, you could just feel yourself like entering this world. You know, as you walk into Arkham Asylum with the Joker, you just, you like, all of a sudden, like, you're just like there. Mm. And I love that feeling. Like, that's just, that's when you're, that's immersion to me, not like having no health bar on the screen or whatever. <laughs> that's immersion yeah. is like when I am just fully realized in the world because. The immersion thing, I always know I'm holding a controller in my hand. Like, that's that's ridiculous that you forget you're playing a game. Like, well, who's moving my hand then? You know? Um, but to me, that's the the best. It's just like, when, like, I'm in this world. Like, when something interrupts me and pulls me out of it, I'm irritated. I'm like, what? Why is the phone ringing? I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bat phone, bro. That's right. Bat phone. Got to get the bat phone. So that's nice. what I love. What are some other things that we love? If we're out of them, we can call it a night. But, hmm... I love playing with friends. You, you know, know, and actually Mass Effect 3 was one of the coolest experiences. That, you know, if you guys ever want to jump on and play some more Mass Effect, I'm, <laughs> I'm there. That was fun. Um, surpri- like, surprisingly positive. Like, I, I'm, I'm sad that, that I didn't buy Borderlands 2 on the PC um, because I would have really liked to, to join in with you and Nick. And, and That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. like I could buy it when I get the the PC coming in, but you you guys are basically done. You're not gonna get the DLC or anything, right? Uh, maybe I'd 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 be up for doing, you know, more like the true Vault Hunter mode or whatever, mm-hmm. um, at some point. So once I'm clear my butt my backlog out, I thought you said your butt log for a second. <laughs> once I clear my butt log out, oh butt log. Um, but yeah, no, that's the thing. Like that was one of the biggest surprises was like actually enjoying. The Mass Effect Three, like it, they called it multiplayer, but it was like online co-op, you know, yeah. like the the horde mode stuff, kind of. Like I, I never expected to enjoy that sort of thing as much. I, I enjoyed it enough that I was willing to play with strangers for, yeah, yeah, you know. See, that's the thing. I love, I love, I love that co-op stuff um, way more than jumping into like a multiplayer match and killing people. Like I just, I, I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is, yes, that is another thing that we love. Um, man, video games are pretty great. They're fun. Ladies love Cool J. That's that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool James. 
I love RPGs and yes. wish that RPGs didn't all feel like the same anymore, but this is the love cast. <laughs> I love that every game is basically an RPG in some way now. Yeah, see, that's the that's thing. That's like, pretty I'm tr- interesting. I'm trying to remember the last time I played a straight RPG, and Skyrim is the only one that qualifies. What do you mean straight? Well, it, as in, like, <laughs> not, well, not a... Uh, Careful, Tiny Tina. An RPG that has sex with other Jeff's RPGs. Jeff's like, I'm tired, all, I'm tired of all these gay RPGs. No, um... Instead of JRPGs, it's gay RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like its own genre. Garpies. But, 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 I mean, you, like, yeah, what you were saying, RPG elements show up in a lot of other games now. So, Mass Effect. Various... Call of Duty, even. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you know, Call of Duty. Um... Assassin's Creed has RPG elements. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has you know something where you level up. I think even the new Aliens game, which I hear is not a game you should love as much as others. Um, I hear that has the same kind of like RPG elements. So they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I played more um, RPG games. I, that's redundant. <laughs> Role-playing games. I, I felt feel like I played more of those uh, in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo era. Like for whatever reason, they were the, that was the best time because they were all good. Right. I mean, I, I never like I, you know, I played like Final Fantasy two, uh, or what four. is it? Four. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, four, which is six in. God, well, I, I can't. Like, two is two is U.S. two is uh four, and U.S. three is six. Okay. There you yes. go. Yeah. Those are the ones that I played the most of. Because, like, I think I was a little too young for Final Fantasy One, when it was originally out. It was a little too tough. Yeah. But, but like, U.S. Final Fantasy Two and Three, which are you know J- Japanese Final Fantasy Four and Six, were perfect for me. Um, I actually beat. Yeah, I beat both of those. Pretty sure. That was something I loved because my mom like was at the grocery store at like Albertsons and rented a game and brought it back and it was Final Fantasy Two. And so I put that in, and that game started, and it, like, forever changed me. You know what I mean? I just like that idea of, like, you can still find, like, these hidden gems. Now you can do it with, like, downloadable games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, like, you know, the boxed retail games, there's not a lot of hidden gems out there anymore, you know, because we have, like, reviews and previews and everything. And that was something that I loved about back then is, like, you could just rent something. And it, it was a crapshoot. It could end up being a terrible game, or it could be a, end up being something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Sorry, brief tangent. No, you, all you good. Were, you were love tangenting. You were, yeah, That's right. you were, you were given an ode. That's right. I was paying homage to my childhood. Mm-hmm. I've learned, by the way, and it's literally no joke. Like, my entire life now is just spent like trying to recapture my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought the first season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Amazon the other day because it was four dollars, and I've been watching it. And I'm like, yep, I still remember <laughs> this cartoon. Nice. That's pretty funny. Um. Maybe we'll do one more and then we'll call it unless you guys have like another one you really want to do when we start talking about this one. I was going to say I love that games can still surprise me because sometimes you start to get, at least me, sometimes I start to get cynical and I'm like, oh, all these games are the same, you know, like, um, but then like you'll just play something and it like kind of catches you off guard. Like Far Cry 3 looked like to me like the most generic I remember we talked about that a lot. Ever. You said it wasn't even on your radar and yeah. all this. And, then, and it and then, totally surprised me and yeah. was was so much fun. Um, you know, and when when Arkham Asylum came out, I remember that game floored me because I just was mm. not expecting that. Um, 
you know it's just neat or like Nino Kuni like I, I like I looked at it and like it looked fun but I was like it's probably just going to be a crappy JRPG you know what I mean? Because they're all crappy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> They've love broken cast, man. Love. Yeah, I've I've been jilted too many times. Spurned. Had your heart broken. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? And so then it comes out and like everyone's floored by it, you know. Um, so I, I I think it's cool. Or like Red Dead Redemption was a game that totally caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's just very cool that, that games can still surprise me. It makes me feel not so curmudgeonly, you know. <laughs> Not just a cranky old man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we all eventually become. It's true. It's true. Cool deal. Well, I guess that is the end of the love cast. Love Um, cast. The baby love cast. That's where it's at. (laughs) Yep. So I hope hope Mitch has a good time editing this. I love the idea of him editing this. (laughs) I love Mitch. I love Mitch. He's a pretty good guy. I love love Nick. Nick I love Nick. Nick. I love Nick, even though he I don't only love streams, Nick. doesn't cast. <laughs> I don't love Nick. Aww. Nick's always available to stream, never available to cast. I don't love that. I do love Nick. <laughs> We're bros. But yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you all have a great Valentine's Day, and I hope you are in the mood for love after listening to uh, our lovely voices. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash Revis. If you want to follow GamerSushi on Twitter, which you should, it's twitter.com slash GamerSushi. You should also rate and review the cast and tell other people about us, because we're neat. And if you want to follow me, I am twitter.com slash AnthonyTaylor underscore. I'm twitter.com slash Unsquare. Mitch is twitter.com slash MI7CH. And I always forget Nick's. What's Nick's his uh, twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. There you go. Very <laughs> creative. His um, name. So his also, switch. you should follow us on twitch.tv. Make an account and just sign up. Watch and the streams. Come chat. Twitch.tv slash GamerSushi. Watch them streams. Don't cross them streams, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, dudes. And I want to say I love you guys. Because we said we love the other people who aren't here. I would love you guys who are here. Well, I used to until you just did that. That should be the end.